What up, folks? Um, so, 12.30 here. Um, I don't know if I told you last week. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing uh, the... Um, what's the word? The dude that uh, curates... The curator. There we go. Curator of the blog Music for Maniacs. A uh, man by the name of... Kevin Tranto. Um, if you didn't uh, get, uh, if you didn't, uh, you know, do your prep, you still have a chance. You can just, uh, you know, open up your little Google or your or your Firefox or your Safari. Yeah, yeah. Any one of those, and uh, you can have a little peek, and uh, you'll have some kind of frame of reference where. Uh, this dude's coming from where I'm coming from. Uh, I think it's uh, <clears throat> particularly relevant to my current life. Oh, that's him. He's on the line. Hooray. <clears throat> Kevin? Yes. Yo. Okay, cool. Perfect. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm cool. here. I'll still hearing you on the radio. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. I, 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 I'm not, uh, uh, I, the second interview I've done, so. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, everybody, this is Kevin Tranto, the uh, curator for Music for Maniacs. Um, yeah. Uh, Hello, Orange County. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so, <clears throat> I guess, I'm, I'm, I was, you know, on my show, like uh, I play like a uh, really wide variety of music, um, and uh, like the, uh, the the kind of the weirder stuff. A lot of that comes from your blog. Um, yeah. So I mean, if that's okay, if you know, that doesn't really necessarily say anything about you, <laughs> but <laughs> but it, but it might. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. <clears throat> As interviews go, I have to ask you questions. Um, <clears throat> so, what inspired you to start the blog? Um, boredom, really. There we go. Like, uh, just just to give myself something to do. Okay. But then I thought, um, there's a lot of music I like, and it wouldn't it be cool if all the weird stuff was all in one place? Like, you don't have to go through a whole music magazine and read all the reviews of all the mainstream acts just to find the one guy who, you know, plays show tunes on auto hook caps he gets out of the garage or something. You know, okay. wouldn't it be cool if there was one place that had only that type of stuff? So I thought, well, all right, maybe I'll focus on that. But, yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that I uh, did not yet have a child and I had some free time and a computer and I was... I had started a job where I was sitting at a desk, and I could just listen to uh, CDs and the radio all day. And um, this this white-collar living where I'm just sitting at a desk, and I can just just listen to stuff and then write about it. So, yeah, there was really no no good reason to okay. start it. <laughs> well, I think that's that's a good that's <clears throat> that's. I don't know. I I, I think that <clears throat> that prompts people to delve um, towards their inner um, 
The inner desires, if I may. Um, so. All right. Yeah. Um, are you a musician? Yeah, I've been. I've never really thought of myself as a music writer. I've been playing music since I was a kid. I'm sitting in a room surrounded by all kinds of uh, noise-making oddities. Okay. Uh, I I spent a lot of years under the name RIAA, and uh, I made a lot of things that are now called uh, mashups. Okay. Um, you know, kind of in the sound collage. I started off playing live instruments with samples. And I just thought, well, you know, the technology is developing, so I just, and then I had so many freaking records, so I just started uh, layering sounds, and uh, I did that for quite a long time. Okay, cool. So um, you're more kind of leaning towards the electronic thing? Yeah, I was, and then I just kind of quit, and um, I just haven't really had the time, but I've been, um, but I, I started off playing regular instruments like drums so i've uh nothing i've recorded or released yet but uh yeah i've, I've gone back to banging on things yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh kind of yeah so kind of uh, like everyone every, it used to be electronic music was a real oddity uh it was rare um but okay. man everyone does it now yeah, so yeah, yeah now I, I don't know if it used to be the most experimental music was the most technological. Like the avant-garde guys would get their hands on the new gizmos that other people, you know, like a Moog synthesizer, few people could afford those things. They were monstrosity. Sure, sure. Um, so all the most cutting-edge music seemed to be tied in with technology, but now I think the technology is so cheap that people are going to be looking for other things. They're just going to be looking around the house banging on pots and pans sure. and going to thrift stores. And I, I already see people exploring all kinds of forgotten old instruments uh, that, that maybe people in the folk music world would use, but no one was doing anything really weird with them. So I delve into that on the blog, too, like people who like the make zither. new music. What's that? Like the zither. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I don't cool know if that, who's making new music with the Zither. I, I Actually, one of my readers sent me yet another old Zither album from the 50s. But, yeah, that that's a good direction to go for, for new strange music, because uh, people have forgotten these instruments. There used to be a lot of variety yeah. in instruments, me, and now everyone just plays guitar. I'm going to explain um, whoever's listening. Um, the zither is this like, uh, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like shaped like a piano. Um, it's sort of like you hold a it really up. small piano. Right. With, and it's, uh, if you know what a dulcimer is, it's, it's like, uh, it's got strings, but you hit it with hammers. You hit the strings with hammers. Okay. No, I don't think I've ever, I've never seen a dulcimer actually. Oh, okay. I've definitely yeah. heard of it. So, anyways, yeah, actually, it's kind of funny that you actually, that you mentioned that because I did hear, um, like, um, like a, a contemporary indie song <clears throat> played on the zither, and it was gorgeous. Um, wow! Yeah, what was that? You know what, man? I, I, it was during the day. It was it was on KUCI, so I, that's why. I oh, okay. But okay, so let's move on here. Come, so did, did you come from a musical family? Not really. No. Um, my 
mom and sister decided they were going to try to get into folk guitar. So there were guitars and music sheets of music books lying around the house, but I don't recall them actually using it. Mm. Um, but I did. I picked it up and, and started learning guitar, and my brother got into drums, so then I learned drums from him. So henceforth, I've got lots of drums and percussion thingies around the house. But no, we were not at all what you'd call any kind of bohemian family. All right. Um, but uh, the, your parents definitely um, didn't mind it. No, my mom, I was mainly raised by my mom, uh, and she was really cool about it. She always, even my brother banging away on the drums, and, you know, some parents, uh, they're they're squeamish about that sort of thing. Yeah. But, well, you know, i got to tell you about my mom. You see, she was a clown. Uh, on the weekend, she she worked 9 to 5, a regular job, and then she'd be a, a clown on the weekends for parties or whoever. Holy. So, wow. okay. that's a... That's a um that explains that's... a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's got some kind of showbiz, like weird showbiz thing going with her, wow. you know. Okay. All right. Wow. That I mean, <laughs> I don't Yeah. That's cool. that's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, that's why I get mad when people say clowns are scary cuz my mom's very nice. Okay. But uh yeah, I guess you could say I did grow up in that. It wasn't really art what you would think of as music or art, but, you know, I I had a mother who could make balloon animals. Yeah, man, that, that's 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 enlightening. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, all right, so what does music do for you? Uh, that's a great question. I'm like someone who's studied the science of music well. I mean, like I've read books about it. So I'm kind of self-conscious about all the things that supposedly music does. Um, one, it, it's it's somehow a way to to transfer information from one person out to the world, and it's not really certain how that happens. Uh, I know that I like weird and and novelty and experimental music because it's it's the human imagination, it's the brain. Um, doing unusual things. So much music is like these templates that people fill out, like here's the rock form and here's the jazz one. And and the music I feature on the blog seems like people have just thrown away the formulas. So I think it stimulates the imagination, and the human race needs imagination. It's it's one of our survival skills. You know, we can we looked at a bone, like there's that scene in 2001, A Space Odyssey, where where the caveman uses the bone as a tool and other animals don't do it, and he starts smashing stuff. And that is, music is, as Fela Kuti said, music is the weapon. It's it's a, uh, a way to expand our imagination and take us places we've never been. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, what, uh, well, I don't... I'm not going to ask you that. <laughs> okay, have you <laughs> have you met or interviewed an an outsider musician? Uh, huh, you know, I don't really do a lot of interviews. I go to lots of shows. I should say I'm up here in Los Angeles, um, where I've always lived. I've seen these guys. I've I've spoken with them. Um, 
I, I, but yeah, I've never really had interviews. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I just figure like, <clears throat> like they're not like, um, I mean, of this world. I think that probably, I think that's, that's true. If, if, I don't know, have you seen a lot of live outsider music? I mean, I saw... There was a guy... Saw, have you ever heard a guy named Corla Pandit? I think I posted some of his music. What's his name? He, Corla Pandit. I think I posted one of his albums. He was a guy who spent his whole career pretending to be from India and wearing a turban and uh, speaking in an Indian accent. And I met him, I was talking to him at a show, and I really thought he was from India. We all did, until after he died and an article came out and said he was this... American black guy. So <laughs> I'm having this conversation with this guy, and I, the whole time I was just sort of completely in his spell, in his world. And uh, it, it, these outsider musicians, it's not, it's not a put on. It's not showbiz with them. Yes, that's that's one thing I've noticed when I've seen these guys. I've seen Daniel Johnson, who's pretty famous. He's been in and out of mental hospitals. Remember Wesley Willis? He, yes. he was a guy who was a, a homeless schizophrenic for a while. Half the show, literally, like half his show was him grunting out these bizarre obscenities like, whip a donkey's ass. <laughs> just sitting at his keyboard, not playing. Just shouting the stuff out, and then he'd want to headbutt a girl. So he'd point to a girl in the audience, and he'd headbutt her. And then maybe he'd eventually go back and play another song. So I've heard you can't really interview guys like that. Yeah. <laughs> people have tried. They're not the easiest people to interview, but just being in their world for uh, an hour or so is very enlightening. They're not just like musician dudes who show up on stage and they plug in and they say, okay, this next song I wrote this because blah, blah, blah. No, they are, uh, they, they've got their own world. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, hmm, let me think. Man. Okay. So is this live right now, or are you recording this for later? We're live, man. Okay, <laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> um, then I won't say any uh, bad words. These are some serious questions, that's why I'm kind of like, I need to give myself a mental break here. <laughs> okay, um... How has the internet affected music? Well, a lot of these bedroom experimental oddball guys now have an avenue. I get emails every day. I would like to publicly apologize for all the people who send me their music. I'm and um, it just I, I must get like two or three albums that look like they might be kind of cool, and now. Uh, they have an audience, and before there just wasn't considered a big enough audience for really unusual, weird music. There'd be the occasional Frank Zappa or Captain Beefheart or or uh, someone like that who would get an unlikely record deal. Uh, but who knows how many other people with that kind of imagination are out there that we'll never know, we'll never get to hear. So it probably works best for these people who had no chance. I know people in the mainstream music industry are really upset 
and even a lot of the so-called indie people uh, think that their careers and the music business being gutted by the internet. But for a lot of other people, there's just no other way they'd be able to get their stuff out there. So they're happy to put it up on a website like Bandcamp where people can download it for free because they know they there's no chance they, right. yes. they make any money off it anyway. Right. But at least uh, I can write them up and, um, you know, a few people will hear them as opposed to none whatsoever. Yeah, so. you, you said something like... Um... Bandcamp is the uh, new tape culture. Yeah, there used to be in the 80s and 90s a thriving cassette scene. Uh, you still had to expand a bit of energy. You had to physically dub each cassette, and then there might be hundreds. And then people would read reviews in a few magazines, and uh, you could send away for cassette tapes. Um, but it was a way around the music industry for for experimental and oddball music, you could just make a cassette tape at home and literally just, you know, uh, mail it out to anyone asked for it. And I think this, the Internet, is a great expansion on that. It's it's just an explosion of what yeah. the uh, cassette culture used to be. The guy, yeah. Okay, so let me think. Ask you that. Ask you that. Um... So, uh, God, I don't even know if this is that important. Um, well, try you, it anyway. Uh, do you like just art, like other types of art? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what kind? Visual art and, and movies and, um, oh, yeah, books, magazines, yeah, definitely. Um, like any any specific, um, like, uh, do you like the, um, the new um, lowbrow um, art movement? Yeah, I've I've been a fan of that. I I remember as a kid I'd go to the original Lelouz de Jesus gallery on Melrose and um I've uh sometimes purchased some of that artwork. I can't really afford to buy a lot, but um yeah, that's quite fascinating. I remember the term outsider art originally applied to visual art, to painters and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um I've so to me, it's all kind of tied in. Uh, music is what I specialize in the blog, but there, that's because there are other avenues for outsider arts and other fields. So I don't really write about them on my blog, but I'll definitely check them out. There's the so-called outsider art environments where people turn their whole house into, or their whole property into um, this, you know, kind of psychotic homemade art that they yeah, spent yeah. decades doing. Um, I love like the art cars where people cover their cars where they, you know, collect <laughs> toy plastic animals and glue their um, all over their vehicles. All this stuff that you're not going to see in a fancy wine and cheese art gallery. Yeah, that, it, that it's all related to me. Um, another cool thing about the internet is you can watch short films that, you know, uh, your local cineplex isn't going to show. Uh-huh. But there's uh, websites... Uh, like uh, ubu.com, ubu web, where they have all these experimental short films and uh, short animated films. That's fun stuff. I love that action too. Okay, cool, man. All right, I, you know, I could, I, I'm sure you are um, a, a wealth of knowledge in <laughs> these matters. Um, you have to work tomorrow, 
So don't worry about it. I not not a not not a concern, man. Really. All right. Um. Well. Uh. What? All right. Let me. Okay. I'm trying to think of something. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what? I'll, I'll just say this. The um. The thing that um that that first led me to your blog was um. This album by I forgot who I forgot what the artist's name is, but uh, he uh, he uh, he cut all the cuss words out of um, NWA and then made a record oh, out of yeah. it. Oh yeah, so it's so funny. It's just absolutely, absolutely. Actually, I think I think he just but... took all the cuss words and removed everything else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. That was a long time ago. Well, you've been with this blog for for years. Do you know what? Oh, I forgot to mention. This is the tenth anniversary. I think today is actually the tenth anniversary of Music for Maniacs. No way. Yes, this is uh, this is my happy birthday party we're doing right here. No way. <laughs> yeah, good timing, man. Holy crap! So uh, yeah, so that that's the t- sort of stuff I used to write about quite a bit when the whole mashup sound collage thing. Um, was at its peak in the uh, the first decade of the uh, the new century because it was really made for the internet. It's the kind of music that really couldn't have existed too well because of copyright issues. There were people who tried to press this stuff up, but you know they'd get the cease and desist, and uh, it's a lot easier to disseminate sound collagey things using other people's stuff over the internet. It was really I've called it like the first internet art movement. Yeah, that's 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 cool, man. Now everyone does it. You go on Bandcamp and type in uh, mashup or something; it goes to like seventy pages. You should write a book. kind of one. That's why I, one reason I retired my RIAA project. It was like, well, it's not. I actually, I heard one of the guys from Negative Land say, "We're not avant garde anymore." <laughs> that's funny. You have things like YouTube where anyone can take existing content and edit it and put it up on the internet and you know, now your grandma does it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kevin. All right, man. This is this has been a real pleasure, man. Appreciate it. Um, oh, sure. Um We'll have to talk again soon, man. All right. Oh, if, if anyway if, if, if if any if if anything else, uh I'll always uh catch your blog but uh yeah wealth of knowledge man i appreciate you uh i appreciate you doing this for me well you're very welcome and hey thanks to stuff you've been contributing as well um there's that uh big old contribution you made that i have not yet put up but uh you are one example of all the good fine maniacs who send stuff into me so it's not that i'm such a wealth of information i've got uh i got all my agents in the field who are who are always sending me tips and sending me uh, files and discs, even records. There's this guy in Utah, Wendy, who sends me vinyl records to my P.O. box. Wow. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's a community. It's thanks to all the uh, the maniacs out there. Yeah. Including yourself. Yeah, yeah. I am, I am a maniac. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Take care, bud. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. All right, that was Kevin Tranteau on uh, his, the, uh, coincidentally, the 10th anniversary of his blog.
Uh, again, I have to recommend, uh, you know, no matter uh, what kind of music you listen to, that you check it out. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a different kind of rebellion. Uh, so, anyways, back to the program. 